0: Get ready for the banter It's the City A-Holes Podcast Farsa, Tommy and Tony Alright guys, how you doing? It's the City A-Holes, City On, Champions League Special I'm Tony So I'm here with Tommy Matera How you doing, Tommy? Ciao,
1: ciao, ciao,
0: everybody Tommy, we are back, baby Plugged in, ready to roll, dude Ciao a tutti to everybody <clears throat> I can't believe how long it's been Freaking two I weeks know. Two weeks it's been, dude Two weeks I know and so much to discuss, but we got to get started off the, the right foot here. It's, you know, for seven freaking days, I had no power, dude. No power for seven days. Uh, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I was rethinking about the decision I made to live in literally the wilderness. <laughs> because as I go outside and I look, I'm like, there's power lines in a freaking legitimate, like, forest. Like, it's yeah. if you look beyond the, far, the power lines, there's no house. It's yeah. just woods. So right. did, did these power companies drag their feet and was there a little bit of BS going on? Absolutely. But at the same time, I got to give them credit because, you know, that who the hell wants to do that job?
1: Who no, wants nobody. to get
0: on that line with a freaking, like, because I'll tell you right now, man, like I have an uncle that's an electrician and mm-hmm. also my, you know, my brother, my brother in law, my father, they think that they're the jack of all traits and they want to do, mm-hmm. I'm going to do the electricity. I'm going to do the plumbing. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. My brother came here one day, man. He forgot to turn the pot, got shocked like you wouldn't believe, man. And like those things are like it, it's you know, and like I said, I always say I don't mess with any of that stuff, like electricity, water, the amount of damage that stuff can do. So a lot of, you know, credit to those guys that are up there and stuff, but uh how are you holding <laughs> up, Tommy? What's going on with you?
1: Yeah, no, everything's good. Um, you know, it's uh <clears throat> it's been all right, you know. Good. we didn't lose power, so Yeah. Uh you know that was good, but I know you guys up in the wilderness there. It's a little bit different, so. That's it Been but just been really thinking about. I feel uh, bad, man. I can't believe all you guys are out of power for like a week and shit. Like that's nuts.
0: Now the thing is, too, people got to understand this, right? Like you got you got city water, right? You have the city, mm-hmm. the garbage that comes and get. You know, we have like a private company that you you know comes and gets the garbage, and then uh, we have we have a well. So that well, the right. pump. The power goes out, man. You got no water. So I right. was bringing in for seven days, I was bringing in 14 gallons of water from my mom's house. Remember, yeah. you know, you can't flush the toilet. You're no. you know, showered, food, what, like, you know, they got to right. add a generator. You know, I put the generator on, got the, the refrigerator going and stuff like that. But, man, what a freaking, you know, remember, no Wi-Fi. My wife's working from home. We can't do the Yeah, show, I was going to say,
1: you, you guys were a little bit out of sorts
0: here. It's crazy. But um, <coughs> other thing, too, man, a uh, little story we tell, too. We had, uh, you know, we finally got together with Tommy and Valentina, man, at Mexico. Freaking mm-hmm. freaking great night. Valentina is uh, just a great person. And uh, we, we me, me and Kim said, you know, we she, she's younger, right? She's younger. And,
1: yeah, and yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, you don't notice that, man, when you're talking to her. Very, very, uh, you know. Uh, wants to have a conversation and very talkative right and those are that's, yes. that's we got to love about italian people man you know they always want to have a nice yeah. conversation the food in mexico was amazing uh the, the the tacos there and then obviously the uh my wife you know loves uh, spicy margaritas i know you like those too tommy
1: yeah the margs were good they were good <laughs> where where we go
0: after that man we went into norwalk and we, we went there. to donovan's donovan's yeah yeah nice little little pub there and you know the the other thing too man it's like it's just good to see people like you know like out and doing things and being out yeah. there in the restaurant because and,
1: and see people sitting at a bar sitting at a bar watching a game you know, watching a game like exactly. that was nice i gotta exactly. be honest with you. that that made me feel good
0: so the and the other thing too that was interesting is like when we were at the harbor point we were at mexico obviously we're outside it starts raining a little bit nobody's nobody's freaking out <laughs> nobody cares like because the no. thing is is like everybody's just like thank god i'm out and about and doing my thing right. and, and it was uh but it was a lot of fun and Mexico definitely somewhere uh, you guys should uh, check out over there. But the other thing too is the other day we would go out to uh, the dinner at Barcelona with uh, Tommy and, and Bajo and and that was a great time. But yeah. Tommy, I got to tell you something, man. I got a bone to pick with Bajo, dude, and I didn't tell you this right. So you know we, we talk about you know chivalry is dead and you know the gentleman taking care of you know of the lady and a lot of nowadays you know the you know woman wants to kind of handle her business and that's fine, a hundred percent go for that, but. Again, it's, it's tough when you're, you're raised in that manner and you want to kind of be the guy to open doors or you want to, you know, be there or whatever. So I, I take it upon myself. I say, you know what? She's not from around here. Let me walk her to her car and wherever she is, whatever. So she proceeds to tell me that uh, she's like, oh, you know, I got I to tell you I'm getting a new car. And I said, oh, really? And she's like, yeah, it's getting uh, imported from Italy. I'm like, don't even freaking tell me you're getting my dream car, which, by the way, I haven't talked about. It's an Alfa Romeo Julia, right? The yeah. new Alfa Romeo. I mean, it's, it's my freaking dream car. It's beautiful. You know, two years ago, Motor Train Car of the Year. It's just. <clears> I, she shows me this picture, Tommy, of a freaking bright silver Julia that's coming direct from Italy. And I'm like, you know <laughs> what, man? I, don't e- I didn't even want to walk you through your car. You got to tell me this freaking story. You know, but yeah, so she's getting one of those, which is going to be great. Obviously, I hope I get to, uh, you know, take it for a ride without question. Uh, yeah. Those are those are gorgeous cars, beautiful, beautiful cars. Yeah, they're beautiful. Well, my kid, my, well, my wife's Chinguizhen uh, is sitting in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so but Tommy, let's get going, man. It's it. It's been too long. There's been so much stuff that we got to discuss. I mean, we're talking about two weeks of like just ridiculous news that went on, and yeah. uh, you know, let's start off with the uh, this messy the Inter thing will not stop. It's just going to keep on unraveling. We all yeah. kind of we've all seen what happened with Bayern and and, and uh, Barcelona. Sentien is obviously uh, no longer there, and uh, Coleman uh, or I'm sorry, uh, he signed
1: or he didn't. Yeah, sign? that's what I read. He signed. It's a two year deal. Um, but remember, the interesting thing about Barcelona is it's a, it's an interesting time because a year from today, or not from today, but a year from now, they have elections at the club. Right. So this could all change again in a year. Right. So you know it could be a new president, and then they could want to bring in somebody else right now, whether they bring somebody back or bring right. somebody new, but this could all change in a year, so the two year deal is very interesting right like if they were com- you know show commitment, it would have been a three or four maybe and this obviously <clears throat> makes or breaks if uh you know messi's going to stay I think he uh, he
0: he gave them basically an ultimatum, correct, like he was like if Bartomeu, what's his name uh the Bartomeo yeah. Bartomeo stays. Um, I'm going. So, again, are they going to try to call his bluff or or whatever it is? But, you know, it's a tough situation, man, because you look at it from the perspective of, like, De Rossi and and, and Totti, and you look at Palotta and, and, you know, the decision that he had to make of, you know, kind of, you know, these guys have been around the club a long time and we have to kind of get, you know, with the finances and stuff like that and got to clear those things. You know, Totti – and Dirossi Rossi stay at Roma, and obviously uh, Dirossi Rossi went to, to Boca for a little bit. But mm-hmm. when – it's like do you wear out your – again, these are legends. So if they're there, they're leaving on their own you know, footing or whatever it is. But at the same time, like where Totti is now in Dirossi, Rossi, like they – it was left on a negative. You know what I mean? It was almost like they were forced out. Like in Messi's yeah. case – <coughs> to where I'm going with this is like is, in Messi's case, is it easier for him to just say, hey, listen, I understand what the club needs – And, you know, obviously you need to free up this, you know, these finances and whatever it is. And now I'm going to go my separate ways. Or is it something where he's like, I got to end my career here? Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: where do you think it's at? I think it's tough because then we start getting into the fact that is there a player that's bigger than the club ever? Exactly. Right. Like, and I think there's rare occasions where you don't want to say there is they're bigger But you don't want to say that the club is necessarily better off without them either. Right. Right? Like, is Messi really the problem? Right. Okay, he makes more money than anybody else in the world. Well, guess what? He's the best player in the world. Right. So, no issue with that. Right. But is it Messi? How much of it's Messi and how much of it is the $200 that started out on the bench in the quarterfinal? Right. In two players. Right. Or, you know, how many bad signings? How much help has he not gotten since Neymar left Right. Is it his fault that they fired Valverde when all the guy did was win, just because he wasn't playing the Barça way? Well, maybe he wasn't playing the Barça way because they weren't good enough. Like so the guy wh- lost two games in two years in La Liga.
0: I'm going to ask you this real quick, and I think I already know the answer, but we got to give you know we got to give the a hole fans out there and you know the world football fans uh, the answer for this is that if Valverde is still there, do they ever lose a game like that that they lost to Bayern? Does no. Find open- I mean, listen, right.
1: they did lose to, to Liverpool like that in the Champions League, but right. not 8-2. Right. I mean, he would have gone out and he would have played a much... It would not have been open. Right. It, you know, I mean, right. that was... I gotta think they would have lost because they're not good enough, but I
0: don't think it would have been eight. It wouldn't have been as bad, and he would have found out some. Because again, I don't know much about Centián, dude, and I obviously, you know, people know. The only thing I will say is that he was there, put there for the rest of the year, and you knew
1: he. Yeah, and I think everybody kind of knew, unless he won something, it wasn't gonna change.
0: So where you are right now, Tommy? Because I'll tell you right now, I still don't believe it's gonna happen. But I'm, I there was an, an an eyebrow was raised. Okay, it was like, wait a minute, is this actually gonna happen? Has any has it changed that you think he comes to enter or
1: is the same thing? Nah, I just okay. don't see it, man. Yeah. I just They got the, the money. They
0: have the money to do it.
1: Yeah, I just don't feel like it makes sense. Yeah. Like, what's what's he gonna do? Like, where's he gonna like I mean obviously he'll play somewhere, but like, I don't think he gets along with Conti. Yeah, does it make sense? Conti like, Conti is
0: like it, it's he's he reminds me of, like, like with Giorgio Canaglia. Like, Canaglia would say to pe- the Pele, like, this is the way it's going to be. And Conti almost has, like, he, he – mot- don't get me wrong. He motivates players and, yes. you know, he gets the best out of them. Lukaku is a completely different player now, and you saw that yesterday. Mm-hmm. But he, he still is set in that way, man, where it's like this is my, my thing and this is the way it's going to be. So I don't know how that relationship would be. We'll see how it goes. Um, <clears throat> a couple more things, too, going on. Uh, I don't know if you heard this, uh Tommy Zanga got sacked from uh I did, yeah. Yeah, he got sacked from uh, uh Calgary and uh, uh Di Francesco is uh is back now. Uh yeah. and he was at and, uh Roma. When he was at Roma, yes. correct? Where did and, he go uh, before then? or after Roma. He was I mean? at Sassuolo. Sassuolo, that's right. Right. And
1: uh Gianpaolo's back at Torino
0: now. And Gianpaolo's back at uh at uh Torino. He's back so that was, at Torino. I thought Zanga did a decent job. I mean you know they were yeah. It wasn't terrible. I think yeah.
1: uh, You know I think it's uh.
0: No Nanglin like right? Nanglin yeah, wasn't no, playing and
1: no. I mean was, I thought he was all right. He was all right. Um, listen, they were they started out really hot and then they started to the fall and then right. it was, it was Maran right? He yeah. got fired and then. Yeah. Yeah, you know it's been it's been kind of a weird year for them i mean in italy they get fired more than anybody else so. yeah hey,
0: listen let me tell you something right now <clears throat> anybody wants to have a debate with me and Tommy about the life the lifespan of a freaking italian coach man it, it's it, it doesn't it's exist anywhere sure. else in the world they, sure. they don't give you any time you yeah. know there's such a strong emphasis on uh you know uh, tactics and things like that um the last one is obviously the big one and uh the uh the the whole the whole setup with the UEFA Champions League right now there was a discussion of do they try to set up the same kind of concept of what they're doing right now right and that's like basically you know can you just do like an entire Champions League in August or, or whatever mm. it is and and they ba- they basically came out the president who's the president now what's his name uh of UEFA. Oh, dude! I don't even know. That's a good yeah, question. What the hell I forget his name. His name. Is. But anyway, he—they uh, came out and said it's going to be impossible for them to go that route. So, obviously, we're going to dive into what's going on with the Champions League and things like that. But let's. What my my thought was this when I was driving home from a session this morning, right? They keep on the group stages, right? They somewhat do the not you know. Obviously, the knockout stages with two legs, but as soon as they hit the semifinals, you go to a, a neutral site. And it's a, a one-and-done situation. Because mm-hmm. what I think that they're – put it this way. If, they, if it was always like this, then you would never have the Barcelona collapse. You would never have mm-hmm. the PSG collapse. You would never have you know, the Juve come back with Atleti. You would never have those mm-hmm. things. So obviously those are big selling points, right? But I think w- you've got to put something in, in terms of like what Lyon's done, Leipzig, and Adon- mm-hmm. an Atalanta could do, right, in a one-leg tie. You know what I mean? So, right. like, kind of adding that thing. So, I think that from that perspective, they can go that route. Um, it would be good to do that. The five-sub thing has to be errat- – that's got to be eradicated. Yeah, it sucks. Because it only – again sucks now.
1: I understood yeah. it for the season right. because, uh, right, like, they needed it. Right. When they came back physically and stuff, it's right. done now. Like, right. And I think – I like the idea of what you're saying. I think the one thing is, is they can't do it in the summer, right? Because yeah. then the transfer window then comes into play again. Right. So, right. a team gets to the semifinal of the Champions League right. and – I mean, listen, Leipzig's doing it without their best player right now. Yeah. But <clears throat> you imagine if Werner was there to play in the semifinal, like, and in the final, you know, like, it's a, it's a different animal. So right, right. I would like to see it. You're going to have to take some time, maybe a week in the season and do that, though, right? Right, right. So, all right, so let's uh,
0: move on to uh, the City Ah Man and what's going down. And obviously a lot of things, uh, you know, has have happened since the last time. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we were on the air and, and, um, you know, some of the stuff is just things that I, I absolutely love that happened, um, and I want it to happen, but let's, first of all, let's go over the, uh, the table, Tommy, and what happened, because we haven't discussed, uh, uh, you know, this, uh, Lecce drops, um, 35 points, Brescia's down, and then Spa, we all kind of knew that. Jenna was safe, and then we go down the list of the top, Juve wins by a point, which was, you know, a rare thing, it hasn't happened in a while, Inter's second, Atalanta's third, Lazio's fourth, and then Roma, Milan, and Napoli, Napoli get that, um, uh, that pass for the, the, yeah, because they won the cup, because they won the cup, that's for Champions League, Tommy, correct, that's, Europa League, sorry, Europa League, they get that, that immediate bid, um, you know, again, it was, uh, it was, it was great to have the season back, and, and, and obviously get some football, but there was, you know, some things that, uh, you know, because of us going back and because things were forced in, you saw, you know, tired legs and things like that. But um, the obviously we got to dive into what happened with uh, Juve mm-hmm. and uh, they finally get rid of uh, Saudi, which, you know, they did discuss that um, Saudi was uh, there was already a plan in place about a month before that Saudi was going to go. Uh, it was irrelevant. of what was going to happen with Leon. Um, you know, I had some friends that wanted to argue with me about, you know, this – we should have won this game. And this was the second leg, by the way. I'm like, listen, if you tell me prior to the season that a team that's in uh, League 1, okay, mm-hmm. finished seventh, okay, finished seventh, and you're going into the second leg down a goal, just give them the game. Because, again, mm-hmm. to Agnelli's point, okay, to Agnelli's point of what he wants to do, his statement that he, without question – is labeled as a a farce, okay? At the highest level of when he made that comment about uh making this super league. Yeah. Okay? When do you want to make this super league, let me ask you, <clears throat> qu- you haven't w- we haven't won champions league in 25 years. <laughs> and now you want to make a super league, okay? From this. It, it, it makes now and we can't even beat Lyon. We be, we couldn't beat Ajax last year. And yeah. pro- and progress, right? So that first leg was what the thing – we were always going to be behind the eight ball. Me and you discussed it with Memphis Depay and Rudy Garcia and that young attacking team, and it was going to be not an easy task because guess what? What did Man City think was going to happen? And every single pundit all over the world thought Mm -hmm. that this was just going to happen, okay? And I don't want to hear about – you know what? Oh, well, you know, they were on a break or whatever it is, or this is, listen, it doesn't, it, it, the, the, first yeah, it doesn't leg, the first leg still happened. And what happened to IX last year is slapping. And guess what? 25 freaking years, okay, of not winning the Champions League is still there. It's still yeah. there. Okay. No doubt. So if you want to go into like this whole conversation of let's go into an elite league, you have to actually, do, don't you think like, uh, what's his name at the Real Madrid? Uh, Perez? It is right. You think he's probably on the side of man. Like if Angeli presented this to him, be like, "Are you really even at our level? Like, are you even like you think that you want to even have that conversation with us right now?" You know, because at the end of the day, that's what you have to understand. But so Saudi loses his job, and it was it was a given. But listen, I'm going to say this because obviously I've been on on Saudi's you know case the entire time. He should have never been hired. It was never going to be the right fit. Okay? He never was given the time to try to you know, fix what he and, and instill what his system was going to be. They never mm-hmm. played Saudi ball, but you brought it up, Tommy, and I want to ask you this question. You say that there's those players that you think that are not above the club. Ronaldo for the last two years is above, above Juve. He's making the call. He's making the decision. Has he done the things that he needed to do to try to get us through that threshold of championship league? Yeah. You look at Atleti, he scores those, those goals. We get back into it. Right. He scores two goals against Leon, dude. He's yeah. doing well, his job. He's supposed
1: to do at this right. point. Right. right. So I totally agree. I, and I still, I, I give more of the blame to Nedved and Paratici for the yes. way they set the team up. Like, yep. listen, I know you don't like Sadi, and then like, that's fine. Like totally you're allowed to have that opinion, <clears throat> but I agree with you in that it's a, we, it's a, it was a bad fit. Um, it was it was farcical to think that they were ever going to play Saudi ball, right? Yep. Like, and and the squad was so unbalanced, yep. and I think that's the problem. I think we can we can talk about his decisions and all these other things, and but the reality of the situation is, is they handcuffed him a bit too with the type of squad, right? Yep. Like yep. to to try and get rid of DiBala and get like, and then the, he's the guy that's saving you yep. halfway through the season, like these decisions that are being made above, I don't really understand. Um, and, when, you know, when we talk about Juve normally, we talk about them they're the manipulators, the master manipulators of the transfer market. And, yeah, financially, maybe. You sign Emery Chan for free and then sell him six months later for $30 million. Great, Great. Right. But you've also got an unhappy guy there for six months that's, you know, like, I just think... I right, think did not did like, more, he did not like Allegri at all. No, and I think they did more of the damage than Saudi did, to be honest right. with you. I think... And I think Ronaldo's probably smart enough to know that. Like, yeah. he probably doesn't look around and go, oh, man. Quadrado. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Like, this yeah. is great. At, left, yeah. at, le- at
0: right back, by at right the way. right back, yeah. yeah.
1: And and you know what? I'm watching that team, and I'm like, well, we we'll get right back.
0: Right? Exactly. Like, Yeah. It's, it's kind is, of... Which, again, why are we talking about being at this elite level, man, when we have players? But, again, Morata leaves, and Morota did not want the Ronaldo signing because he felt right. like it was not going to be a right fit. And you're going to be so much invested in the the finances, but... Again, when there was the discussion of bringing Marce- Marcelo over, like that as a left back from Real Madrid, when there was the discussion of, you know, getting these, you know, t- you know top ranked striker or whatever it is, those things needed to be done to be now, you know, uh, you know, around Ronaldo. You know what I mean? Like, you have to obviously build that squad <laughs> up with. Because again, you, look, you put the platform of Ronaldo where Ronaldo is now and Messi, right? And when they won what they won, look at what Messi won when he was a champ- at Champions League. Think about what was around him, right? When Ronaldo wins three straight ch- Champions League, think about what was around him. It as much as we want to say that these players are going to do it on their own, and, and for the most part, they could do th- they could do that, right? But when you're coming up against be- uh, teams that are, you know, organized, they you know an underdog or whatever it is, you're seeing that how they they win these games. You know what I'm saying? So it's it, we we knew this was going to happen. Do I think, and I want, I want your honest opinion about this, Tommy, do yeah. you think because of this, because this happened to uh, Ma- uh, Manfredi, right, when I talked to you about this in the past when he was, uh, yes, right, yes. he came to Juve and Baggio was there and they were going to play this and beautiful soccer or whatever it is, and then his career was done after that. Do you think Saudi ever gets a
1: big job again? I do, and I okay. know you don't think so, but yeah. I do. Here's why, because the last two years he's won two major trophies. Yeah. No matter how you slice it, he won a European trophy and then he won a Scudetto, And now define big to me. Well, the Europa League in a league. No, no,
0: no, 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 no. no. What I'm saying is with him getting signed to like say, so there was some discussion about Roma. Do you think that's a downgrade? Oh,
1: no, I think it's a downgrade. But I think here's my thing. And and people are going to say I'm wrong, whatever. That's fine. But if Pochettino can be linked with the Man City job, there's no reason Sadi can't. Because I can make an argument that Sadi's system is closer to Pep's than Pochettino's ever was,
0: and and I and I don't disagree with that. But what I'm with, and you and that's a great point with Pochettino because uh, he
1: because he's never won anything he has, anywhere. He, has,
0: he hasn't won anything. You know what I'm ever. saying? And 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 Spurs as much as they've been kind of consistent in terms of like you know you know f- five six you know finished
1: what tenth this year ninth whatever this year? whatever whatever it is
0: right. But the, with this, with apparently the English. Right, godsend, right, right, right.
1: Yeah, okay, give
0: but me a again, But again, uh, Pochettino is more of a pragmatic coach, and that would have been a better fit for a Juve because for he would have been yeah. able to adapt but or whatever. But if he's but.
1: being linked to the Man City job over Sadi, there's a problem with that. If they really want to play beautiful football, yeah. there's an issue with that because yeah. I can tell you that – or and you you just said agree, like Sadi's system is much closer to Pep's than, than Pochettino's is.
0: It would 100% is because both of them, one, first and foremost, are not pragmatic <clears throat> and they're going to – you know, this is the way it's going to be and they – they want to do this, uh, you know, you know, this st- certain style of football or whatever it is. But you know, again, it's it's crazy where you know they, they make these decisions like Patatici and, and Nedved. They go in and, and they say that this is what's going to be. And again, Nedved should know better because he's first and foremost going to know what the DNA of the of uh, Juve is. And it should have never happened. It should never
1: go that route. Yeah. But and, and should... they just made so many odd signings, right? Like, yeah. okay, so he spent a hundred million on Ronaldo. Great. Awesome. Right. Then you go out and spend what? 80 million on Delit, who's going to need a year to develop? Well, not develop, but adjust. He's out for 3 months now too with the shoulder. Right. So so does Ronaldo have a year to worry about an 80 million pound center back who's going to be great. Everybody knows he's going to be great. And you saw that at the second half of the year. You saw it at Ajax last year. But but a 34-year-old Ronaldo's not waiting for a 19-year-old center back to right. come of age. Right. Like and I think that's where it kind of got me where it's like well, are you trying to win now or are you trying to play him for the future? Right. And did you really think with Chiellini and Bonucci that one of those guys is just going to step aside? Yeah. Like there's there's too many dynamics I think I hear that I, I just don't feel they don't feel right. Like they feel they feel odd. Like yeah. I said it feels yeah. unbalanced.
0: Yeah, with the new with the new thing that and again, it's not to say you're going to the past of, you know, Juve have been made big signing. Let's not be, you know, let's be real about that. They've the Platini and and, and Zizou, and, you know, we've had some top, top talent, you know, Zlatan, whatever, um, you know, they've been there, but this was a different scenario because from, just from who he is in terms of selling jerseys, right? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? He's, this is another level. This is a whole nother level of what Uwe is not kind of accustomed to because, you know, again, you're right. The signings that we made where you're like, you know, you get Ramsey and you're like, yo, you're going to make some money on this or he's going to show or, you know, don't forget, this is a, this is a team when, you know, Morata was in, you were getting Pirlo on a free, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and it's, and that was a team that was and more, Vidal for 11 million and, and and Vila, it, on a free. Exactly, man. So like it, it this whole last <clears> two years have completely changed and. Yeah, Juve, you know, uh, Ronaldo has something to do with that. But Paratici, and I totally agree with you, Tommy, and Nedved have to take the blame for this. And it's obviously showing – and I told Bajo, I texted her, I'm like, you guys have an absolute gem in Morata. Murata, a, that was the best signing they made last 100%, summer. 100%, because now he's going to go in and, and – <clears throat> and the other thing, too, is like if you're looking at it from this perspective, let's give Conti a little credit here. He went in and went back and got those EPL players that you thought were kind of on the – I mean, Ashley uh, – uh, what's his name? Um, yeah, uh, Ashley Young. Ashley Young has been – you know, been did his, doing his thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And and so, you know, it's it's they, – they figured <clears throat> it out. But, again, Murata's been the gem in that. But, obviously, we, we segue into – that was not surprising news. Everybody kind of figured that was going to happen, okay? The Lyon game yes. was – you know, we people want to talk about the PKs and there was some VAR issues or whatever it is. Listen – you're going into the game already chasing the game. You can't, you can't you know, think that you're going to do anything in that, that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but Juve pull off the shock move of the year, and that's obviously hiring Andrea Pirlo, <laughs> which, first and foremost, obviously, you think of him as this legendary player, and you yes. can't speak badly of him. And he's just this uh, unbelievable human being. Has absolutely zero, zero. Yeah. Zero okay. coaching experience. Coaching experience. Nothing on his resume in terms of coaching. They're rolling the dice. Let's be very, very honest of what they're doing here. Because of the amount of money that it cost them with Ronaldo, they had to go the easy route. They had to go the cheap route. Because if they go in and try to now buy a or try to you know lure a, you know a Zizou away or a Pochettino or whatever, mm. that's going to cost them a lot more money with trying to stay Ronaldo there. If Ronaldo lay, left, say Ronaldo left, there is no way on God's green earth that they hire Pirlo. Agreed. Then not, It's not going to happen. Now, they're, they're, the what, posi- what does
1: Ronaldo fetch in today's market before we go on? What does it what? What does he fetch in today's market? You paid $100 million for him two years ago. I mean, it's the same question going with Messi right now
0: they were asking. Like, what's it going to cost him?
1: But, so you guys paid more for him than Real Madrid did 10 years ago. So okay. that's my question. So how much of the, you're not getting the whole $100 million back, no. right? Like, so how much of that are you getting back? 70 60
0: Yeah, but all, and don't forget what he's given us in terms of, like, revenue from. Right, that's
1: my point. So, so what's it actually cost? My point is, is like, h- how much do you think you're actually fetching after all is said and done? Because $100 million got paid back in the first week in jersey sales probably just in Asia. Just right off the bat, right? You know, so what's what what do you think you're fetching back after all is said and done? So and what is it do? So if we sell, so
0: basically what's the asking <laughs> price to get rid of him? What, how old is he now? 33? 35? No, thirty three? Thirty-five? No,
1: 35 36 I think he's thirty five. And the other thing too is now he's got two or three years left in him, I think he's Is
0: there a team out there that that would pay a hundred mil for him?
1: I don't think a hundred. What about eighty? 80?
0: Eighty's more doable. I don't know who's paying eighty. But what I'm saying is, if there's a squad out there that would pay a hundred mil for him, would like you know, say you know Everton now has you know uh, you know o- new ownership or whatever, and they now uh, uh, endless amounts of money, right? Would they be willing to? And obviously, he's not going to go there. I'm just saying in terms of like a, a squad that has this kind of money to sell it out.
1: I just don't know. <sighs>
0: There was talking him going to Barca, dude. I mean, is that. No, I mean, they don't have no money. Like, what are you going Unless you
1: do a swap, right? With Matt, yeah, with Matt, yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, if you were UVA, you should sign up for that immediately. This <laughs> is going to come for a swap. Um, yeah. But, like, I just don't know. I, that's my point. It's like, okay, so you want to sell him, right? Because there's been talks about him possibly going, like, maybe PSG or somebody like that. Right. Well, how much are you getting for him? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, people are being very wary. I mean, obviously, there's been a couple big signings like right. but people are being very wary about how much they spend Real Madrid's talking about not spending too much money this summer Barca said they have to sell to buy you know like PSG's money was spent on Icardi already gone yep. before he got you know like yep. so <clears throat> I just I don't know I don't know so I, I listen I, you know it was it was and I didn't mean to cut you off I just had to ask that question. no
0: no no And I'm fine with it. I mean again it's we don't know you know what what's gonna happen but you're right I mean what's going on with obviously with the with, with COVID and you know, teams have taken their hit. This and was obviously he can't be looking at Pirlo going, "Oh man, this makes me excited." Oh yeah, yeah, you know, you know. But again, is he saying some things that I'm like, okay, this is interesting. He might want to clean house. He might want to get rid of some of the old guard and whatever, and that's fine. And you know, does take he, some balls because he played with a lot of those guys, doesn't it? See, to me, and we're going to get into the discussion in the big debate in a second, Tommy. We you know our big argument that we had a you know a week ago. <laughs> To me, with Pirlo, in terms of his brain, right, there's only one other player that I compare him to, and that was Xavi. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't compare them to anybody else but them. You want to possibly throw in Raquel May in there because that was another guy that was just like, in terms of his you're brain. You're talking about styles of play. Styles of play, but also like the way they thought. That okay. They, almost like when they were on the field that the rest of the team wasn't – and they're, you're talking about them playing with legends – they were always thinking ahead of even them. Like they, they almost had to slow down and dumb it down a bit to keep, to, for them to keep up with. That. That's my whole thought process with how Pirlo and, and Javi played. They just saw the game completely different. Yeah. But when now you come into a manager standpoint, there's not managers out there that are going to <clears> have the brain that he has. But it's the man management. It's how you're going to now instill these tactics when you're in the heat of the moment, whatever. No one has transitioned better than Zizou to that. Okay. Yeah. In terms of making that transition as a coach and coming in, you want to throw Ancelotti in there as a player, whatever it is. But he wasn't nowhere near where Zizou was as a player. No, no, no. You're saying in another class above even who you now, just talked about. I completely get why people have said, does he go the Zizou route or does he go the Neville route, right? Or does he go somewhere in between? You know what I mean? Like, so I get all that. It was a shot in the dark, but I almost feel like, all right. It was so bad with Saudi, and you knew. And again, not completely blamed on Saudi, whatever. It was just never. Mm-hmm. It was a marriage that was never going to work, right? Right. Because this happened, you. It was like a breath of fresh air. You're like, oh, this is great. And then you take a couple days, and you're like, wait a minute, this dude might not know what the f he's doing at all. You know what I mean? And like, he meant I me. Mean, I have a really struggle with this. So, you take a look. It's a safe bet. But again, <laughs> are you behind the eight ball now? Are you behind the eight ball again? You're supposed to be now – you just went through this whole process of basically, yeah, you won the league, but boom, crapped out again with the quarterfinals in uh, Champions League, and are you on the right process? Are you on on the right – you know, the structure? Atalanta, boom, they're going the right direction. Inter, boom, going the right direction. Mm -hmm. Lazio, you know, dropped off a bit. They need to, you know, get some players back up, but all these teams are – Starting to you know roll Napoli's starting to roll man you know signing up, got so for Milan so all these teams are starting to roll in and I feel like you're you know with with Pirlo as much as you want to say it was a breath of fresh air I th- it I think you agree with it was a step back it was a step back
1: it's 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 tough because right like and, and another guy I'll throw in there that's done a good job since he's transitioned is Arteta at Arsenal right yeah um and and I think that you want to give Pirlo a chance because of who he is right like, yeah he's got so much cachet and he's suave and he doesn't care about pressure doesn't bother him. Right. And that's something he's always said, even as a player. I mean, what was the quote? I don't give a toss about pressure on July. I think it was sixth. I went out and I played PlayStation in the afternoon and at night I won the world cup. Like, and you know, like, and that, that's so admirable. But if he's, if he's going to make big decisions on getting rid of some of his former teammates and making those kind of calls, you better hope that those guys are looking at themselves in the mirror going, all right, is this the right thing? Is it going right. to cause problems? Because that right. could go south pretty quickly. And don't forget, <clears throat> and here's my biggest thing, and I said it in the group text, if Ronaldo stays, year three, coach number three. That's, I mean, so what's the system going to look like? Yeah. Are people going to adjust? Is he going to find some happy medium between Allegri and Sadi? Is he going to try and go one way? Is he going to try and play beautiful football? Is like you know, they're talking about possibly selling DiBala again to bring finances up, and I'm like, what? Yeah. Why does this keep coming up? And and, and yeah, think about
0: if they sold DiBala, which we were supposed to do last, uh, you know, uh, you know, last fall, that would have been yeah. that would have been the, we would have lost the league. The league. Oh, would... Oh, and the poor guy would have been at Tottenham. Who yeah. was yes, that? Would be, <laughs> uh-huh. So all right, so we'll go into um, uh, the big uh, conversation with uh, uh He was there, you know, obviously owned the. <laughs> Ding dong, the the witch is dead, right? right? Yeah, thank uh, God. How great! So was Pelota's out. So
1: seeing the picture on the newspapers. Right. Uh,
0: eight year He was there eight years, Tommy, and obviously <clears throat> those remember. Uh, you know, had a lot to do with uh, De Rossi and uh, Totti again um, mm-hmm. uh, out, and then obviously them having issues now with um, you know with the you know with the hierarchy and stuff, and you know Totti even going to the point where his son's playing at uh, at the uh, stadium, and he doesn't even go in, in into the stadium at all. But Piloto is gone, and now the uh, uh, the owner is uh, what's his Freakin. name? Freakin' 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 Right. I think he's American too, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So is the is the are the gladiators going to return? Tommy is what I'm going to ask you. Or do the gladiators return? The so, see it I mean, talking?
1: you can't. It can't get much worse, can it? Right. No. No. Like no. Like I think he'll go back. I think he'll be welcomed with open arms. I think right. the OC will as well. Right. Um. The question will always be: Do they have the finances to get better? Right, right like right. you know, people are, and I hate to use comparisons from other leagues, but I'm just going to use them, right? Because there's two guys leaving the same club. People are killing Arsenal for signing Willian on a free. Yeah. Well, Roma just signed Pedro on a free, and I got news for you: Willian's a much better player than Pedro right now. And yes. I don't care. Yes. And I don't care what anybody says right now. If you had to put one, like right now, right now, you put one of them on the field, you give me my choice. I'm taking Willian every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Right. Right. So. So while the Pedro signing, I think it's probably to replace Mkhitaryan because he was on a loan, and I don't know if he's going to buy. So Or to replace Under, who they're talking about leaving, selling. Right. But does the Pedro signing excite you if you're a Roma fan? No. I mean, he's 32, 33. He's probably on the back. He'll still score some goals because he's got a knack for popping up in places in the box. Right. But is that like... Does that, like, excite you? <laughs> no. I don't know. Is that where we've come to with Roma? Like, it's,
0: Well, again, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think Fonseca was, you know, he was consistent. I mean, and he got them if, up Benfica,
1: there and, if Benfica can sign Cavani and Vertonghen, yeah. you mean to tell me the best you can do at Roma is Pedro? Yeah. It, it,
0: it, listen, it's, uh, you know, again, but I'm just happy that uh, there's some some light at the end of the tunnel and hopefully those gladiators return back. And, and, what, and what do you think about Fonseca? I, again, like I said, I think that you know keeping him in the fifth uh, fifth uh, you know place, and I think that he's done his thing. Do I think that he's someone that's going to last a season and could have a potential <clears> of uh, getting the the axe? I think absolutely that can happen. And then also mm-hmm. you're seeing, listen, is this going to become a trend? Is what I'm going to ask you, right? You're seeing like, do we need to? Re- I'm going to go back to you know you know this is the the funny movie you love this movie Water Boy, right? Yeah. So they they obviously see that the water boy they transitioned to him into this great player and then what you see they wanted to try to do the same thing at another team and they tried to make their water boy yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the player and then he you the guys boy. The, yeah he yeah, yeah. ends up guys guys ends up getting killed right so <laughs> are they seeing that like now with Frank Lampard getting hired and then you're seeing Pirlo getting hired you see D' Rossi now getting hired for Roma and then. Because all it is is man management, right? Don't worry about the tactical approach. Don't worry about the philosophy. Just get in there, man management, the whole but spiel.
1: But I think it's different in Italy, right? Like, and I don't mean to say that we're better, we're worse, but like, it's you can't just go in there and be like, "Oh yeah." But I'm that's what.
0: But that's what the shock is because if the hot, the best team—I do we shouldn't say the best team because they weren't that, you know, last couple of years, right? <laughs> but the most popular team, right? Everybody knows. If they're going to this level of their professionalism, okay, and just getting a – it's Parallel, It's his name. He has no – you know, like, what does someone like Trapatoni think of that or Leapy? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, I know that – like, the tactical approach that I have as a coach, the knowledge that I have, you went and signed <clears throat> a coach that has – so, it, when you're saying it's Italy, dude, I mean, the biggest team just did it. So, does I someone know, follow but, suit?
1: But <laughs> – but it's different, like it's, it, and I, I, mean that with all, like, not that those tactics aren't important or anything, but like, you better have an assistant that knows what the hell he's doing, percent. yeah, because if tactically he goes in there, and I'm not saying Pirlo doesn't know what he's doing tactically, because he clearly does, right? But teaching tactics and knowing tactics are two different things, also, yeah. So if if he if he has a problem to struggle, yeah, but and 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 he can't like get that message across, right? the players are going to know that and they're going to feel that. And then you immediately lose all credibility. right? So I, unless you can feel them on a personal level and like you're just doing that and the assistant is running the show, you need to find some sort of happy medium. You need to have some... And again, he has knowledge. I'm not saying he doesn't. But like even at Man United, there is no way you're telling me that Solskjaer are setting up the tactics and that Carrick and Kieran McKenna aren't. Right. Okay, There is no chance that you're telling me that he does that. I'm sorry, I don't believe it. I ain't ever going to believe it. So get that out of your head. Cuz okay? one of
0: the one of the greatest uh, tandems, right, in the game in in the history of football was obviously, and you know this Tommy because you're you know a big fan was Brian Cl- Clough and uh, Peter Taylor, right? Yes. Cuz yes, Brian sir. Clough was that disciplinarian, you know, knew the game, was a former player whatever, and then Peter Taylor was that guy that knew like, you know, how to scout and how to <laughs> get, you know, the best out of players and and yeah. there was never a better tandem than that. Like, if you think about it, like, think about that. I mean, you throw... Well,
1: Peter Taylor said it himself, right? He said, he told Cluffy when they were fighting, he says, you're the storefront. I give you that. He goes, but I'm the goods in the back.
0: Exactly. You know, I mean, you throw like Arteta and like Pep Guardiola, like, as a good tandem mm-hmm. and they kind of branch out. You saw Ancelotti was under, you know, Rigosaki, you know, those, that that kind of tandem was there. Like, but for the most part, like, that was such an, you know, you have to have that good dynamic and I totally agree with you. You, you know, Pirlo knows the game, but he has to have someone there. You know, to kind of give him that guidance with its, you know, tactical, you know, whatever it is, you know, getting the best out of players. I think that he needs that there to have that balance. But, um, all right, so the other thing, too, is, Tommy, you know, a sad thing with the City out was uh, Atalanta, you know, bowing mm-hmm. out. I'm actually watching it again right now. And, you know, 73rd, 74th minute right now, Atalanta still up 1-0 to Perez, uh saint germain And uh, it, it was just a heartbreaking <laughs> loss. But, Tommy, we talked about it, dude. Like, you know, and listen, I can't tell you how happy I am that the Champions League has changed. And, again, I'm not fluent in Spanish or whatever it is, but mm-hmm. it's now on TUDN uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Fubo, uh, Fubo uh, you know, you can stream it through there. Yeah. And I swear to God, Tommy, it's been a while, dude, because, listen, all the guys that did this at, what was it, uh, BR? Uh, BN,
1: uh, yeah, and you know what? They've changed it. It's actually on CBS, and it's Jamie Carragher and, and Roberto Martinez now.
0: Okay, and by tell the way, you know? Roberto Martinez is great.
1: Yeah, he's great. And, and I'll tell you what. I've watched it in Spanish and in English and I still prefer it in Spanish. Yeah. But I got to say it's at least better than it was with BR football cuz those right. guys were not good. I mean right. listen, I love Steve Nash but he's in the NBA Hall of Fame, not, you know, the soccer Hall of Fame. Right.
0: So. Because again, just getting back on uh on uh on the uh, you know, the Spanish channel there, it's great mm-hmm. that they're there because it's just again, like I said, it's it's been a breath of fresh air and they break down the game so beautifully. Oh. Um
1: they're great on those channels. They yeah. have some really good analysts.
0: Like the P- the PSG, and at the game, they broke it down and they were showing like how those wingbacks were getting exposed. Like they're so far up the pitch and then the pace behind. Mm-hmm. Because let's be very honest. Neymar should have had a hat trick before you even
1: blinked or not. I'll tell you what. They were giving him hell after the game because he didn't score. I was like, he was brilliant. Like, he, he was, was so influential.
0: I don't know like, if I he, could throw a brilliant in there, Tom. That first no, one we had, to open, dude, he should have, like, that was terrible. Yeah, no, horrible. no, His
1: finishing was not good. Right. But his intent and his attitude and the way he changed the course of the game with his, like, he took things head on and was like, I yeah. gotta do this myself.
0: By the and way, he it just w-
1: missed because on any other day he scores four goals.
0: Let me tell you something right now. And Tommy's played the game, and, and again, I, I didn't play at the high high level, but in ter- terms of the technique of what you know, the technical ability yeah. of this, that weighted ball that he played to Mbappe. When Mbappe checks oh, back man. in, because remember that has to be precise. And Dude. and then when I'm saying precise, because people, you know, you know, the kids nowadays are like, I just let it go. You have to put the exact weight. To make sure that that links up with what his pace was and how he checks back in, the timing and the weight of that ball have to be literally perfect.
1: Well, perfect. I mean, Listen, we said it when we thought Mbappe wasn't going to play. The two of them have really developed. Oh like, yeah, good relationship. A, a brain like like they're telekinetically connected at this right. point. You saw that
0: with uh, Suarez and Messi when they yeah, were. Yeah, like three. I mean,
1: Neymar yeah. looks like he's just like, dude. Don't worry, man. We Gucci. Like yeah, I mean, yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was when he got when Mbappe got on the pitch, he was just as influential. Yeah. But I dare to say it was because they were together. Yep. Like I think yep. any one of them alone, right? They wouldn't have won the game, right? I honestly believe even Mbappe alone, right. I don't know that they would have won the game. And and you so, and if Papu Gomez doesn't get injured, hopefully that you know might have changed something because they, that changed the whole course of the game too. They were saying
0: it um, too. I had a good conversation with Dante, man. Shout out to Dante. I went to get some pizza the other day. He he was saying it. I think he was spot on that. <laughs> The extra subs killed Atalanta because Gasperini yeah. went in and just – and again, I don't – I can't give him like, you know, he did so well, dude. It's I'm tough not going to gonna even, kill him.
1: I just – if you ask me what killed the game, yeah, that would be a reason. Saw, you yeah. killed
0: kill the dynamic of the game. And, and again, you also saw when that – there's nobody that was watching this game. When PSG finally <laughs> scored, you knew for a fact the game was – PSG was winning the game. Yeah, agreed. It, it, you know what I'm saying? Like you saw tired legs and it, it – you know, do you wish, from a coaching perspective, Gasparini kind of just you know, go into that Catanaccio hole and just kill yeah, the game? And, but it's, it's Monday not, morning quarterback, isn't it? I can't
1: blame him for what he not did. It's not in his
0: DNA. It's right? not
1: like they didn't have chances either. Right. Like, they had chances as well. I thought it was a really good, entertaining game. Right. I, thought, I thought we got everything we thought we were going to get except for more goals. Right. I don't know if you agree with that or not. I no. thought it was I I, I thought it was I, a fantastic quarterfinal. It, it was
0: a great game. I definitely thought there was gonna be more goals. <laughs> I thought it was gonna look more like the Byron side, but not as lopsided, right? Yes. Um but uh all in all again, you know, shout out to Atalanta, man. They uh brought the pride of uh the city ah and, and uh, Pablo Gomez, man. I oh mean Oh god, unbelievable. And he was just yeah. and he was injured. I mean it was it was a yeah. given why he came off. But um yeah. all right, so let's segue into um some, uh, city of B holes. Now we'll go to the city of B holes. Uh, we know that, uh, uh, Benevento is coming up and, uh, and, uh, Cortrone's is coming up. Spezia beat Frosinone yeah. the other day, Tommy. It's a one yes, nil. It's one nil. Now Frosinone has got to do their thing. And Obviously, if I'm not
1: mistaken, Spezia's the the owner that was complaining when coronavirus. Right, right, ran. right,
0: right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: he's trying to get himself in the So
0: uh, what I'm hearing is Spezia's is right outside of Rome is what I, I think that's the location. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Right. Um, but you know what? It would have been, you know, hopefully Frizzanone gets it done because obviously that's where my grandfather's from and stuff. But the other side of it that would be unique is you'd have Pippo Inzaghi, you'd have mm-hmm. Simeon, or sorry, you'd have Gattuso, you'd have Pirlo, and you'd have Nesta. <coughs> All four of those coaches, former uh, Milan greats, uh, on the sideline for the City, A, which would be awesome. Right. Um, but we'll see if Frizzanone gets it done. Um, let's also we move on to. Uh, Chiesa, Bradi, and Tonali. Tonali's still not signed, t- uh, Tommy.
1: I know. I I read I saw on uh today Fabrizio Romano, who's like one of the best guys, uh one of the best, you know, transfer intelligence guys. He said that terms have been agreed since June. They just can't find a price. Inter now looking to loan to buy. Um yeah. okay. and they also had agreed terms with Kumbula, which is I can't believe that. Listen, Inter
0: better be careful, dude. <coughs> there's a uh, you know, someone at Juve now that might be able to pull some strings to
1: get him uh to get him to come over, but uh we'll, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean it says it said the in the article that Juve was not in the race anymore. So right. I don't know what that means if it's if he's just waiting on Inter at this point, but yeah. I think we yeah. may try to go chase after uh, Chiesa because there was a discussion now
0: if Chiesa leaves and they did give there is a price, so they did confirm. I know that uh Rocco before was saying there was basically no way or whatever, but Everybody has a price, as you know, Tommy. Their replacing, p- replacement would be Berardi uh, for Kia mm-hmm. to, to come up, uh, which would be, obviously. But I think I want, listen, all due respect, dude, right? Uh, Berardi, <laughs> Berardi needs to come, you know, because here's what I got, got me, you know, pumped up about <clears throat> the national team, right? Romagnoli had a great end of the season. Awesome job, right? Barella last night was freaking amazing, dude. He's, on, he's so money. Unbelievable. It, dude, let me tell you something right now. Conte, dude, if he is fit, that dude better be on the field. He better be on the field. Because if we have a midfield of a, uh, a Barella and maybe a Jorginho or a Verratti, which Verratti I know is hurt right now, or we can put in, you know, Tonali in that, that role. I mean, it's we, we got so many things in, you know happening now, and I'm hoping that these coaches understand that these guys got to play. <clears> we need yeah. these guys playing, you know. So, um. The other one too, and I'll end it on this one, Tommy. Uh uh Malinovsky from uh Atalanta. Do yeah. you think that he should be the one that is the one the one player that Atalanta cash out on? Or there should be
1: someone else. Maybe a so, goal They can't get rid of Golsons. They can't. No, but it looks like is leaving. Hottebor might leave. He's talked about leaving. I read that this morning. Actually, it looks like Napoli's putting in a bid for him, but okay. I don't think he's gonna go. Um But it's it's interesting because Malinowski's good, man. Like, he really is. What a and, talent. And I, and, and I think the one thing we got to be careful of here when we start thinking about this is like <clears throat> Ilicic is 31. Papu Gomez is 31.
0: Yeah.
1: How many people can you afford to lose before those guys kind of tip over their, pre, their peak, right? Right. And Duvon's still in, it. He's in his late 20s. Muriel's in his late, mid to late 20s. Right. Um, obviously, they have the best youth academy, one of them in the world. They have guys out on loan that can all play. Um, Colpani, who was at Trapani, they have uh Viviani, who's out on loan. Like, I mean, they have guys that are playing elsewhere in smaller clubs that can come in and fill the roles, but are they as good right now? So, <clears throat> my question is, is, do you cash in on Ilichich? Yeah, yeah, don't cash in on Papu Gomez because he's he's not going anywhere. No, he's that's a legend. Good. They're gonna make a statue in uh, Ber- but uh, Ilichich Ber- could be the one I think they could, yeah. Um, because they need another center back. Let's just call right. it like it is to defend a better defender. Um Caldada's good and everything, but they need somebody also next to him or inside of him that's better. The wing backs if they can keep Gosens, I mean, you can get another wing back. There's, oh, yeah. there's guys out there, you know, like I mean yeah. there's guys out there that can play that. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, Inter's got as many wing backs as you guys have midfielders. So um <laughs> we, you know, just got so, an- we just <laughs> got another midfielder, Tommy, he's on the sideline. I know, I know. But you got rid of one, and I think he was one of the wrong ones you should have let go. Who was that, Pjanic? No, Matweedy. Yeah, well, Matuidi, uh, You know, and again, know by he's the 32. way, I know he's thirty-two, but but he's a lot better than like Kedira. Uh, listen,
0: I, we said it from the beginning. Who the guys <laughs> were that were consistent was Betancourt, Matweedy, Those guys were warriors, man. You know, and they, you know, and you saw it. But um, all right, so let's 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 move on to the next thing, Tommy, and that's obviously Champions League.
1: So well, Napoli- before we get into that, go go ahead, that go you
0: ahead. brought up Ube. What about Arthur, man? Yeah, he got rested. Yeah, he he's
1: pulled living a Vidal.
0: He's living. Uh, he's <laughs> living the dream, man. He's he's driving the uh, the the Ferrari. Uh, you he know. pulled
1: an Arturo Vidal and yeah. he had wasted
0: crashing. Yeah, well, he better you uh, better wake up, man. We need him playing yeah, midfield. Yeah, that's but, crazy, uh, huh? Because I listen, I'm excited about you know coming in. We'll see what Artur can do. He's, and
1: yeah,
0: I mean Kulachewski, I'm really excited about because that came he's good, his, man. He's phenom. good. And hopefully we can get some you know missing parts there, but. Anyway, listen. So Napoli uh, lose to Barca, dude. Unfortunately, right? wasn't uh, wasn't their great game, but obviously didn't show up. Yeah, it didn't, they show didn't show up. up. And we thought it was going to get done. We we knew what what Barca's. You know, they're not. Uh, <laughs> You know the Barça of old, and this was not police opportunity, but there was too just much, not uh,
1: too much respect for Messi. I think.
0: Uh, yeah, but listen, Messi had a great, and he game. was phenomenal. He was don't phenomenal. get me wrong, he was phenomenal, he, but
1: but a little bit too much respect for him too. And yet, yeah. he was unbelievable. The thing like, about I
0: mean, here is the thing that you got to give respect, and this is what what I was noticing watching this game. He, you look at him, and you're like, is he even like? Does he know he's in a soccer game? Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he <laughs> looks like he's falling asleep, but. You know that in his head he's like I'm getting older now I'm 33 whatever I'm going to pick and choose my spots. Oh yeah. And the thing is he has to be precise and 100% correct of when he picks those spots and for the most part he is dude and he that's what makes his fitness better than anybody else. I mean in the it's world. unbelievable dude. It really is. It really really is. He's <laughs> it's almost his it's a it's a it's his it's like a car computer knowing all right this is when I can give this much it's just unbelievable what he's what he's about. so they crap out Napoli craps out Juve obviously lo- losing to the own uh Atalanta PSG we talked about that and PSG progress uh you know 2-1 it was just heartbreaking to Atalanta and and obviously Gasolini, you thought it was going to get it done but um then we talk about uh Leipzig and Ataletti. uh in and, and Leipzig man wow what, what an unbelievable story this is dude fantastic I mean, performance Nagelsmann Nagelsman is uh, – you told me the other day, Tommy. He's 34? He's 32. He's younger than me. So he was a player. I think he played – correct me if I'm wrong. He played in the – he play in the Austrian league? Where did he play? Uh, I believe he played in the Austrian league. Right. So he got a knee injury and he was like, I'm never going to be able to play again. So he, he comes in – you know, becomes his coach. Obviously, this insane philosophy that he has, okay, and brings in – and, uh, I mean, this young team is just – I mean, Tyler Adams is there – american fans and obviously i'm a huge american fan yeah it was a freaking deflection i mean when he scored it was like they were like some guy actually called and said it was the great i was listening to one of the shows on uh, serious there they called in and said was that the greatest goal in u.s soccer history (laughs) i'm like i I, and, and like i almost said like like break the freaking radio i'm like are you out of your mind like, there's so, many op- there's so many moments in U.S. soccer history that oh, come on, yeah, are like, well come beyond on. that. Like, relax. It's great that this kid is there, but it was a deflection.
1: And it was and awesome listen, that he scored. There's and- nobody more ecstatic than me that he scored the goal, yeah. right? But, like, yeah, to say it's – the it's if he scores in a semifinal and it's not a deflection, then yeah, and it's – I mean,
0: there you go. If they, now-
1: they go to the final, I mean – that's a whole nother ball of wax, but let's—I mean, listen. Nobody's happier for him than me. Nobody's happier that it was an American than me. Yeah. Um, do you, stu- do you Now, let me ask you this, Tommy. Do you, do you
0: study uh-huh. Nagelsmann Nagelsman, uh, like philosophy? Do you feel like yeah, his philosophy yeah. is?
1: So I st- I started following him when he first burst on the scene at Hoffenheim. Okay. Um, and he was like 27, yeah. And he was the manager of the team. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. like something insane, like yeah, that. Yeah. Where he was the youngest manager, like in the first division in history. Yeah. And uh, and they got into the Champions League, and he was coaching the team, and he's under 30. Yeah. And I'm like, right, I got, and I got to start watching this. Like yeah. this guy's got to be doing something. But you know what they say? Like, and he they posted it in, on Phase of Play on Instagram, which I follow. It's like his philosophy is 30% tactics, 70% psychology. Yeah. So he's so well-connected to his players that he feels he can actually – like he, he understands their mood, their right. – like I mean he, he is so connected to them that he feels he can – that's why he can get the best out of an 18, 19, 20-year-old. Right. He's only 10 years older than them. Right, right. You know, and he – he, like he so can, mean, relate, you can so, relate to them from a mental standpoint. Yeah, yeah. like and he's so well-connected. He's right. perfect for that team. Um, now in terms of tactics – Sorry, go ahead, Tommy. Go ahead. No, no, no. In terms of the way he plays, like – who wouldn't want to play a style like that? And yeah. it's short, short diagonal ball. Short, short diagonal ball. Let's right. switch. Boom, boom, boom. Right. And he's got some similarities into the the old Cruyff system where when they go to cross, it's never the first run. Yeah, And you saw that on Tyler's goal because I'm looking at Angelino. And by the way, Angelino should be playing left back for Man City right now. What the hell they're doing is beyond me. Right. But that's neither here nor there. They've been looking for a left back for two years, and he's been under their control and on loan in Germany. Right. But anyway... <clears throat> I see the guy making the run. I'm like, Oh, if he whips it into the box, it's a goal. And then he plays it back. And obviously the camera hadn't panned. And I went, no. And then all of a sudden you see Tyler and you're like, Oh my God, what a great ball. They like, yep. can forget yep. that. That's the one they always, it's always the second ball. Like Barca's old total football. Right. It's, it's the first run is a deception. And I like, who wouldn't want to play? If you're a young player that likes to play and likes to be attacking and free flowing, who wouldn't want to play in that system? Right. Now, the other thing too with their back line Tommy I've heard this now they
0: transition from a 3 to a 4 and they have Yes right so how does that work how
1: what's he breaking down there So they there? do it where they actually the the midfielder the, the sorry the opposite side wing backs. so they played with 3 in the back the other day and the right. two guys are wing backs right So their wing backs on the opposite side actually don't drop back they actually come inside so they come they,
0: they 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 go in centrally
1: Yes. Right. So what happens is is like so when Angelino goes forward, Tyler was actually the other wing back. But his run wasn't to the back post, it was to come inside. Yep. So when they have and then the only other way they go back to three is when like when Upo McKeno, who is one of the best young center backs in the world by far, and he was the best player on the pitch for me, when he starts to take off with the ball, the deep sided wing back again comes inside. Right. So that you have your back two and then there's the back three again. Right. Um so but like it's it's pretty interesting how they come inside, and it's actually something that my boss did at Columbia, where they our opposite side wingbacks come inside; they don't drop all the way back to make a back four. If you and fix, so if, that you so that you overload the midfield, right? And by right, the time it gets guy. switched, you still have time of flight to get across. If you think about it, it's
0: <clears throat> it's brilliant because at, from a you know from the uh, the opposing team's perspective, right. And obviously what we thought of wingbacks is they're on a railroad track. They're never turning, right? It's always kind of the same way in that channel, whatever it is. For those wingbacks to now cut into the middle, now again, like exactly what like you said, you're creating those overloads. into the, And then now there's a decision like discussion between defenders. Do I stay wide with this player here? Do I have to you now tuck in to, to mm-hmm. Mark? So it really creates that uh, that thought process for the defenders, which again, obviously is going to get their timing off, making mistakes, whatever it is. But... Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Again, now talk to me about this defender as well, man. Uh, I don't yeah, I mean, they—they're they, yeah. saying that this kid, this kid now in the back is going to be the, you know, the next big thing, like a Koulibaly Bali almost. Like yeah, I say
1: I say it all the time. He's baby Kula Like yeah. and and when there was talk of Koulibaly being sold, apparently there was a deal in place that if Koulibaly went for a hundred, Napoli was going to activate the sixty million release clause that this kid had in his contract and try and bring him over to replace Koulibaly. Right. That's how highly he's thought of across the world. I mean. Right. Everybody's courting him, but I think in today's market, that nobody wanted to activate a 60 million pound release clause on a center back, which is kind of ridiculous because Man United spent 80 million on Harry Maguire and the guy's useless. So, I like, I mean, I just, I mean, Harry Maguire is a farce of a center back. There is yes. no. He's – did you see the other day against Sevilla? He was – he didn't even know where the cross was. Yeah. I mean, and it, just, it just makes me laugh. Like, you spent $80 million on him and not Koulibaly? Like, come on, bro.
0: No, I, I, I just I, – I'm laughing because I thought uh, – I forgot who they were playing against. <laughs> I don't know if it was Wolves or not. And Harry Maguire got nutmeg. And it looked like – you know when you, were, like, played soccer against your dad and your dad, like, had no idea. Like, he was – you know, his footwork was terrible, flat-footed, just yeah. like – and he just got nutmegged, and it was like when he went to turn, the dude was already like past the you know like the six yard line. <clears throat> it, it, it was funny because again, his footwork is so
1: terrible that I just, they pay that I just kind of think money about on that. Him. Like, and I think about the Yapstam, Rio Ferdinand, Man yeah. and Harry Maguire. <laughs> Harry Maguire, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I think I think this kid has got real juice, man. I think he's really good. I and he had the that- job.
0: He who do you have to mark in that game? He had to mark. Uh, who, Leipzig
1: played. Um, uh, oh, a lady. He, yeah, he marked Diego Costa. Yeah, and it Diego looked like Costa. Diego Costa was a little kid. There you go. Like, yep. I mean, he looked. He made Diego Costa look like what Diego Costa makes most center backs look like. <laughs> right? Like, you didn't even know he was playing. Yeah. And and I think when you look at a kid like that, and and by the way, this is a player, and this is what I'll say about him, and and you can mark my, you can mark it down today. Yep. I will stand by this kid's character until he makes a mistake. This is a guy who's been trying to leave for a year and a half. Yeah. And he just signed a new contract, and he's putting in performances like that. Yep. When he's even though he's unhappy, he's not sitting on the bench pouting. He knows enough that he's gonna he's gonna alter his own development by doing that. Yep. So he's going out and he's putting in perform. You got nothing but respect for a twenty year old kid that can do that. And, and, and by the way, that can do a job against Diego Costa like that. Exactly, and that's. that's and let's go back. Now, with Leipzig,
0: man, like, I mean, unbelievable that they're, you know, this young team and the young coach and and, mm-hmm. and what they've been able to accomplish, man. But, uh, you know, Angelino is still owned by City, right? And he's doing his thing. Liverpool's <clears> – <throat> th- their goalkeeper is Liverpool's ba- – like, was Liverpool's backup, backup goalkeeper. Right? Like, third-string goalkeeper, yeah. I think. They got him. The reason I'm asking this, Tommy, is that – or where I'm going with this is that this guy, Nagelsmann, can he coach? Can you see him coaching like, uh, like a Juve or a Real Madrid? Or does he have to, because of his philosophy, need to
1: be with a team of, you know, that, that age group or whatever it is? Can, can, I, can I make an outlandish statement? Go Although ahead. I don't think it's very outlandish. Go ahead. If Man City do not replace Pep Guardiola with this kid, they've missed the boat. Wow.
0: Wow. That's how you feel about him. Wow. And and uh, or at least try. I'm I'm speechless. No, I, I mean I, it. I, mean I know, it. and I know you do because I know that you see. You're I'm very like again. What from my tactical standpoint, you know how mm-hmm. I am. I'm pragmatic, the old school way, whatever. I want to adapt as much as I can. You're very into that new modern style of you know these new I, I coaches think, that come in with different philosophies. Yeah, and stuff. I, th-
1: yeah. I think I think you're always learning, and I think this kid, like as a coach, the sky's the limit. The sky's like, the limit. Like, I mean, and I think it's very important. Now, obviously, for not everybody, like, okay, Guardiola and Zidane, they were great players. And, and okay, you're starting at the top? That's fine. You get your pass. Right. But for a guy, a young coach, even like as us, when we first started coaching, it was very important for our development to coach teams that were not at the top. Right. Because you have to think creatively. You have to solve problems. Now, at the top, you have to solve problems, yes, but they're different problems, right? Right. We have to find a way to get more out of less and to find ways to connect to players to get more out of them versus up at the top. You have to find a way just not to piss them off. Exactly. And, and I know you have to do more than that, but I'm, I'm paraphrasing, right?
0: And that's what Saudi did. Saadi, simple thing of smoking in front of Doug, Doug, uh, yeah. uh, Douglas Costa, and yeah. he got pissed about that. So you're absolutely so, right with that. Yeah.
1: So like Nagelsmann doing his thing at Hoffenheim and then not jumping to Bayern, which he could have. Like He's being courted by Dortmund and Bayern. And- right. He goes to Leipzig, which are well funded. He knows he's always gonna have a chance. He almost won the league this year. Yeah. Right? Like he was close. Yeah. Um he's probably never gonna win it at Leipzig. This year was probably his best year to win it. Right. Um because I just don't think anybody's gonna be able to outspend as much money as they have, nobody's gonna be able to oh, hopefully this changes If they can go to the final, yeah, maybe that changes that. Right. But they're gonna to have to replace Werner. They're going to have to, at some point, replace Upa Meccano unless they can build around Upa Meccano. Because don't forget, a lot of their guys are on loan. is on loan, I think, from PSG still, or maybe they bought him. I don't know yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, I, I think he should go. I, I would love to see him at a big, big club. Yeah. Like, and, and could you imagine he replaces Guardiola? So
0: let's 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 segue into that, Tommy. Right. So now Man City play. By the way, all you you know the pundits out there, Man City still had to play another game because everybody already had Man City progressing like it was yeah. semifinal the whole thing. Some even saying winning. But what was interesting to me, and I had to keep on bringing it up, and everybody kind of giving me like you know, giving me some crap. This is in their DNA. This happens every year. Remember, this is another quarterfinal that you're losing in. They lose to Monaco. They now lose to Lyon. Who was the other team that they lost to, Tommy? Quarters. Liverpool. And, and was it – no, 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 Tottenham, Tottenham.
1: Well, they, yeah, but they lost to Liverpool two years ago. And the they
0: lost final. to Liverpool, but then they lost to Tottenham as well, remember? Yes, last year. Right. So this is in their DNA. And also, don't forget, this is a, a team that their fans could care less about. Europe. It, it's a fact. Like when they had European nights in Man, City, you know, at, at their uh, stadium, there, there were seats available. Yeah. They were very, very concerned about the league and they've gotten that route, whatever. So here's where I'm going to go with this, Tommy, because again, you're really into that new philosophy and the whole thing. Did Pep get this wrong? Did he get this very, very wrong and he thought too much? Because again, The both silvers are off the field. They're not even. Are you you
1: actually asking me?
0: I'm asking you, do you think that he got this wrong and thought too much of this?
1: I'm going to go a step further. He should be on the hot seat. And you said that I agree with you. Um, not only did he get it wrong, he's continually gotten it wrong in Europe. And listen, there is nobody on the planet that has more respect for Pep Guardiola than me, but you call a spade a spade. Yes. Okay. Um, All you fanboys out there that think that he can do no wrong, he's gotten this one severely wrong, okay? That's number one. And I'll tell you where else he's gotten it wrong is in the transfer market because you know, and and they put up, and I watched this one in English, and you'll you'll appreciate this. Jamie Carragher put up a stat before the game. He took the, the seven games in the Premier League this year where Man City was forced to cross the ball the most, from what the, like in terms of teams squashing the middle and forcing them to go out wide, yeah. they won one of those games. <laughs> yep. Now they drew three or four, but they you know they drew three or four, but they lost three, so they won one out of seven when they were forced to cross the ball. Wow! And everybody knew that Leon was going to do that, and he overthought it, changed the system. Now he eradicated his mistake and went to a four-three-three in the second half, and they got back into the game, and they probably could have scored more. Obviously, Sterling missing was the big, big but, talking point. <clears throat> let me let me ask you a question. In four years, take his first four years, and take Klopp's first four years. Now, he's won the league twice. I think he's won the FA Cup once. Is that fair? I don't know. I don't know. I, he I won the so, Carabao yeah. Cup one every time, or once yeah. or twice, whatever the hell. That doesn't even I, to me. That's not a trophy. So no. Okay. And this year, the only trophy they won is the Carabao Cup. He didn't win a trophy his first year, and he's won two doubles. Right. With a team that had won the league previously and had been to a semi-final in a Champions League with Pellegrini, right? right? Am I wrong? They had won it already a couple times, right? right? Klopp comes into a team at Liverpool who finishes seventh or eighth. He makes the Europa League final his first year. Right. His second year, he gets to the final of the Champions League, right? Second yeah. or third year. Second year. Go ahead. His third okay, so let's say pretend his third year he wins the Champions League, and then this year they win the league by about twenty five points. Right. So again, he set records. He's won the league. Totally get that. But would you rather be Liverpool or Man City right now?
0: Hundred percent Liverpool. And I'm a Juve fan, saying that by the way.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I, and I'm not saying that to be overly critical, but if you're Man City, you had this project that started ten years ago, right? Because right. you had. uh Mark Hughes, who started there, which it was never going to last. He had Mancini. He had Pellegrini. Uh, and, then, and now you have Pep. So you're 10 years into this, and you've still done nothing crapped, other than win crapped, the league. And, and the bottom and line you is you you crapped
0: out of the Champions League, or quarterfinals as well.
1: Right. And you've never gotten past the quarterfinals of the Champions League with your savior. And Klopp's surpassed what you've done. Already. In four years. Yep. And and listen, to turn around and use the money excuse, how much money have Mancini spent? <laughs> Like, give Ridicu- me a break. Ridiculous. So, I mean, listen, that's a fact, man. I'm not – facts don't care about your feelings. Right. So th- that's the reality of the situation. They won as many trophies as Napoli did this year. Yeah. Yep. Okay? And I understand they play in a different league. Whatever. And what, triple the amount of money? Yeah. Uh, no, triple. <laughs> Napoli's whole team, if you put them together, were worth $60 million with all they spent. I think something like that. With all they spent on those players, or or eighty million maybe, Man City spent sixty million on Ederson alone. So for them to complain that, or fifty million, for them to complain that Allison was seventy million is is is, well, it's bananas. Yep. Um, I don't know how many how many assistant coaches, how many head coaches, how many how many times are you gonna, you know, yeah. Listen, he is without a shot of a doubt one of the best three managers on the planet. I'm not saying he's not. Yeah. He's gotten it wrong. He's not not lived up to what they were supposed to be four years in, right. by whatever the hell it is, four years in. And to turn around and say he changed English football, well, Arsene Wenger did it 20 years ago and went undefeated. Yes. Okay? So don't tell me that you're the first one to come in and play beautiful football and win things, okay? And Pep is still yet to get a player who was as good as Thierry Henry was in the Premier League. Correct. For them to say that Aguero is the best foreign player that's ever played in the Premier League is a I – I am one of the biggest Kun Aguero fans you'll ever meet, and you ask my friends that, he is not Thierry Henry. No. And there's nobody that's going to tell me any different. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, again, you know, Man
0: City, obviously, you know, the on-team Leon is, uh, you know, no joke and obviously not going in and playing Bayern, but let's hop into the Byron barca game, the debacle that that was – this was a guarantee. Everybody saw this was going to be happening. Now, did they think it was going to be to the level of eight to two? No, but we knew that Byron was going to come in and, and do some damage. Um, you know, the crazy thing is they score eight goals and Lewandowski only had one, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. I know. This I can't was th- that. yeah. Bar- Barca just got absolutely ripped apart. Um, <clears throat> one positive I will say is that listen for whatever you know people want to talk about Luis Suarez, man. I mean, the dude just finds a way. To Do something, he always gets this, you know what I mean. Like, and uh, listen, give give me him for a year, dude. You know what I'm saying? Because I guarantee you, she has about 15 goals in him, you know, for for a season. You know what I'm saying? I I just
1: think that they have done such a poor job. Oh, it's terrible! It's terrible. Like, like, and we said it in the group text there is only currently, and I'm very critical. I mean, you know that. Like, I'm like, there's only one other world class player at this moment on that team. Yeah, I mean that because I think as great as Suarez is and has been, he's lost a half step. Oh, yes. Like, he, he, there's no, there's and Jordi no question. Jordi Alba as, as well. He's just as in that category. So he's you're saying it's Messi and Ter Stegen? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And yeah. I don't think Ter Stegen had a good game. He gave the ball away a ton yeah. that game. No, but, no,
0: too, too much pressure on these keepers <clears throat> nowadays, man. Yeah, really like, I mean, the back their back is pressures.
1: horrible. 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 Lane Leip's good, but he's not great.
0: So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about one of the positives, man. Oh, I shouldn't say one of the positives. Obviously, there were several positives for uh, Byron, but uh, Alfonso Davies, man. Un- I mean, this dude receives the ball, and you see this confidence on him, and just take on, uh, I think it was, was it Jordi Alba? No, it wasn't Jordi Alba that he took on. I forgot who he took no, on there. No,
1: it was Tomato uh, and
0: BK. And, and just leaves them in their dust. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. And the kid's pace is ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous but listen Byron's turned it around man you know they get rid of um what the hell's his name the, the the first half of the season uh, Kovac, Kovac. They get rid of Kovac and then um the, the assistant takes over right who's the assistant takes over and who's Frick. the manager uh Flick right Flick yeah. Flick, Flick take, takes over now and and they they brings in the
1: old guard man dude Muller is 30 years old I thought he was like 45 dude I know, I know and he's still doing his thing I tell you what I tell you what and here's another here's another Tommy outlandish statement Alfonso Davies is the best North American prospect in the world. He's better than he's better than Pulisic. He's better than Tyler Adams. He's better than Weston McKinney. He's better than anybody else from North America. He's better than any Mexican that's out there. Yeah. That's no slouch on any Mexicans. There's a lot of good ones. Alfonso Davies is the best North American prospect in the world. By and I don't care what anybody says either. That's, I put that. Right I don't now. know.
0: I don't know if I'm gonna uh, disagree with that, Tommy. Because I'm, you know, what I'm <laughs> gonna say, Pulisic had a phenomenal, phenomenal season for his, mm-hmm. you know, first time out with Chelsea and stuff like that. The one thing that I say about Pulisic, man, is like I don't know if he's gonna hold up physically. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And and you know, obviously, blew out the hamstring. And and listen, let's give him credit for what that was because oh, everybody's been great. He scored see, a goal in that. Five I mean, years. how many people you see blow a hamstring out there and continue and try to still shoot the ball? Yeah, no. Listen, you I know, think so, he's,
1: I think he's really good, but. They moved David Alaba to center Listen, back because Alfon- they had to put this guy on the field. Listen, and then- <laughs> you, do you think that in all and all in all honesty, right?
0: This play obviously Alfonso Davies is from Canada, right? And a couple of years ago, this kid has the potential of playing at Real Madrid.
1: Oh, Mike, he could play there right now. That's what I'm saying. Like this kid <laughs> is mean?
0: this kid is I, I, it it's it's scary because. I, you you see him like you, you know Mbappe has all these gears, right? Well, and yeah, Mbappe yeah. doesn't even have to go into that sixth gear, and he's no, he still. Gonna, him, he's that's what Alphonso gear. Davies has in yeah, terms of totally his pace. Totally agree. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's terrifying to think of.
1: If kid, you put him onto Liverpool, there he's better than Andy Robertson. He makes them better immediately. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, it's 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 shocking, but again, that was obviously <laughs> one of the, the the positive of Byron. <laughs> and, and we'll see he, that now. They Look,
1: moved david alaba to center back to have this guy on the field because and david alaba is one of the best two three center backs on the i mean left backs on the planet
0: it says one it says something about flick they make that decision right and that, mm-hmm. that was obviously the right one and then obviously with, what davis
1: has i mean the ability that he has
0: and it's ridiculous and but. kimmich
1: talked about it after the game they're right. like we know how good this guy is he destroyed barcelona you know who
0: i love i love Nabri. Oh, Nabri. i thought yeah, it was nagby okay.
1: Nag- no, no Nabry. N- yeah, he
0: played for Arsenal. Nobri was is, is been is been good too as well. He's man. big time. He's, He's big scoring, time. scoring some goals and stuff like that. But <laughs> uh, so let's now transition, Tommy. What we got going on today? RB Leipzig versus uh, PSG, and then Lyon tomorrow is uh, Lyon uh, uh, against Bayern. Bayern tomorrow. Who do you got today? All right, for today,
1: yeah. <sighs> My gut tells me PSG is going to win it, but I wouldn't rule out. This. I can't. If there's gonna be an upset, I think it's
0: gonna be this one because I think that Leipzig yeah. can break down PSG.
1: Yeah, I don't think Leon's I, gonna have
0: enough yeah, to I, beat.
1: I think and I know that sounds terrible because they've just beaten Juve and Man City in succession. Yeah, but, but you, I think Bayern's a different animal. But listen, I let really me tell do. you something
0: right now. Man City and, and Juve have nothing on Bayern. I mean Bayern no, is I agree. A, is I think a, I think
1: Bayern would have beat Man City 3-1, exactly. 3-0. Like I do. Yeah. I think Bayern is probably my overwhelming favorite at this point. Yeah. yeah. But I would love to see As much as I would love to see Leipzig make the final, I really want to watch Neymar and Mbappe play against Bayern. Yeah, and I would love to see for for you know for Neymar too, like for him. I did this without Messi. Yeah, I got Mbappe, but I did this without Messi. Um, I'm going. I'm going Leipzig Bayern for the final. That's what I think is going to happen.
0: I think that uh, is. I think Leipzig Bayern will be the final. I don't. I I
1: can't. I can't argue. Yeah, but I, I just. I just think I don't know. I, how do you guard Neymar and Mbappe it's, if you're Leipzig? It's like the, gonna be it's gonna be brutal, but um, so because they're a different animal than Atleti too. They're not gonna sit in and like this is gonna be a game, bro. Like yeah, this it's, is gonna be. I'm, I'm, more. I'm excited.
0: I'm excited. We got about 40 minutes away for us to to watch it. Um, so that's. I think Taylor
1: Navas is a bit better than the Leipzig goalkeeper.
0: Too. Yeah. So again, to get the Champions League in was great, and obviously it's been exciting, and we're we're definitely uh pumped up that it's here, and you know, obviously going to get the final uh you know this weekend. Um, so we'll end that on the Champions League before we get into our debate. Tommy, there was actually another tournament that's being played, um, and uh, it's our our A our, our team, uh, Inter. Inter is uh, in the final against Sevilla. Oh, yes. um, for the Uro- Sorry, Europa, for the Europa League. Uh, uh, can, can I root for Sevilla? Is that a well? Line? I mean, listen, you're not crazy rooting for Sevilla because Sevilla <laughs> doesn't Sevilla have like 20 uh, uh, Europa League uh, titles already?
1: They have um, six, I think. is there, are, the other there day, are six, six or right? Seven, yeah.
0: Listen, Inter played phenomenal yesterday. Let's be very honest, though. It was uh, you know Shakhtar uh, Donetsk, which is you know. Don't get me wrong; they've been, you know got a lot of Brazilian talent there, the Brazilian mm-hmm. coach there, and they. they they got some talent, but uh, I mean, it it was a, it, it was a crap show. I mean, Lubacco it was a was It was a Lutado was uh, amazing, but my favorite player was out without question was Barella. Um, you know, again, shout out to Bajo and shout out, shout out to uh, Paolo out there. Um, and hopefully Inter get it done um, and, and winning that Europa League and, and, and Conti, uh, two former uh, Chelsea uh, managers getting it done uh, in the Europa League. That would be uh be uh, interesting with uh, with the uh, Saudi getting it done for Chelsea uh, last year, right? They got you got it done mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, that's and right. Obviously, Conti, the
1: former uh, Chelsea uh, manager, as well. They said it's the first time in over twenty five years, I think, maybe thirty. Yeah, that there's not an Italian, English, or Spanish team in the Champions League semifinal. So let's talk
0: about that for a second, Tommy. Do you have to give some? There has to be a raising <laughs> eyebrow about the fact that you have. Two German teams and you have two uh, French teams uh, in the mm-hmm. Champions League because both of them, obviously the French, te- uh, French team uh, uh, were on vacation for five months. And then mm-hmm. obviously you have uh, uh, Germany, uh, they were off for a month, correct? They're finished month early, ha- yeah. A month and a half, early.
1: right? So is there some side of that? Is there some truth to I mean, hey. they say rest days are just as good as work days, right? So, so yeah. I mean. Was it a level think- playing field? I mean, but you can make the argument that somebody was in form and somebody hadn't been playing. True. True. Know, so right? it's both
0: sides, both sides.
1: So I think there's two, I think there's two edges to the sword. Right. Um, I think with Bayern, they would have gotten to the final anyway. Like, yeah. I still think they're going to make the final. I think they're going to probably win it. Um, and I think that would have happened either way because they were coming on strong even before the break. Right. Um, so I don't know that that made a difference. I think it might have made a difference for Leon because Memphis Depay becomes healthy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that makes a big difference because, remember, he had his ACL and they finished seventh. And then your best player comes back. Even if he gives you 75 minutes, he's still at 75% better than your next guy. Right, right, Um right. And you saw that in the Juve game. He scored the penalty and he created some chances in the, the last game. and And it gives it takes the pressure off a guy like Dembele when he's coming in off the bench, just go out and run around for 15 minutes and put yourself about. Correct. And, and that changes the, the complexion of your team. Right. So I think for Leon, that was a, definitely a positive. Um, the Germans are always efficient. They just figure <laughs> yeah. it out. Don't they? I mean, they had to figure it out before anybody else. So give them credit for that. I no, don't
0: absolutely. absolutely. So, so yeah. hopefully, uh, you know, these, mm-hmm. uh, these uh, games are uh, exciting, man. And we uh, mm-hmm. you know, get, get a lot out of it. Um, obviously with the city on now, uh, you know Tommy probably uh, next week man we probably should do the history of Napoli and Juve man we haven't gotten that one in man. we, we should, should we should
1: I, I think uh I think that's been waiting waiting for a long time
0: so. so let's end it on this Tommy we don't we don't let's not go too long with it right man me so me and Tommy got into a nice little debate uh last week and it was <laughs> uh it was Clarence Sadorf and and Pirlo right who would you rather have Tommy's big on uh Clarence Sadorf, and obviously I'm big on uh Andrea Pirlo um Two different players, right? They, they played in midfield, but, you know, you, Sadov was a box-to-box, right? Um, you know, a little bit more of a, I guess, on the defending side was, was, was a bit better than Pirlo. Um, but here's, here's my debate on it, right? And I taught, brought it up before. To me, Pirlo, I can't compare him to any other – because in terms of the way that he played, the way he thought about the game, yeah. it was more of a Xavi and like in those tight areas, and, and he always was you know, ahead of everybody else. Five plays down, this is how I'm going to break it down, whatever it is. I'm not saying that this is what I, what I, would, what I would choose, right? But when you put Pirlo in there, he's at, held in this regard of, all right, this is one of the top midfielders that have ever played the game. Is it safe to say he's the best regista to ever play the game? As a deep lying midfielder, who would you who would you put above him as a deep lying midfielder? I'd have to think about it in that role, right? Because he basically kind of, you know, I, I mean, can you say MCalayli? What was his name from Chelsea? Yeah, MCalayli. Mean, was there, right? Mine. Right. Um, but was he, was he at Pirlo's level? Was he at Pirlo's level? No. I don't know Well, I mean, but is... But are, here's the question. If someone puts out <coughs> Paul Scholes and Clarence Sadoff, are there some people that would take Paul Scholes over Clarence Sadoff?
1: Yeah, probably. Right. But, but that's what every position I, I think, think. But I'm just
0: saying, but he's not... I don't think Pirlo could be put into that as well. I think that he's just on another... There were things that he was almost inventing himself and wasn't being like another player. It was him doing these things. Now, let's be very clear. Clarence Sedorf is an absolute legend. There's things that he's done that's nobody's ever going to do. He's won four Champions League, correct? With three different teams. Won five, actually. Five, with three different teams, okay? People forget about him playing at Real Madrid, okay? Mm-hmm. He was an absolute freaking stud. The all-time
1: stud. great goal he scored there. Do, did you see that? That was
0: the one that you're talking about 40 yards away? Yeah. yeah that that who even thinks of doing that right now <laughs> yeah. I, by the way by the way on the run this was through the run of play yeah. it wasn't a free I know. I it know. was on the run but I'm still taking parallel man parallel right. to listen, me
1: listen it's a game of opinions right I think that I think this I here's my thing is I think Sador goes unnoticed for a lot of the greatness he actually had and like, I agree with that I agree like with I that, think man. he was so important to every team he played for not that Pirlo wasn't okay right. but I think when you talk about a guy who's won things, three different countries and over, you know, played for some really great clubs. Like, I mean that, 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 that golden generation of him, David's all those guys winning it at Ajax together when they're young. And then he goes to Real Madrid and is a large part of them winning. I think it was their eighth, right. Or their seventh or their eighth, which one champions league. Real Madrid Madrid one. Yeah. When like, you know, he he was seventh or eighth. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then he goes to Inter, and he's great there. He yep. goes to you know to Milan, and he's obviously great there. He wins midfielder of the year in two thousand seven when they win the Champions League while he's playing with Pirlo. While he's playing like with I Pirlo. mean, there's there's he was he was so immense as a player, and I think people actually forget how good he really was. Yeah. Because when you talk about those Dutch teams, he's never the first person that comes to your mind. But then you realize, oh oh oh. Yeah, he, he, he was, was like, really, really good. You know what I mean? Like, and and I think that's where it gets lost. I mean, we we joked around. We put the trophy list up. I mean, did you think he's won that many trophies? In yeah, his I, I didn't
0: think he won that many trophies. I'll be honest with you. I didn't think Pirlo won that many either. It, it was yeah, it, it was a very good debate, and it was something that they're close. And again, <laughs> I think you 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 hit it right on the head with the fact that Sadorf. Was almost like kind of you forget that how amazing he was, you know what I mean. Yeah. Whereas Pirlo, I, I don't want to say because maybe it was, you know, his reemerged with such
1: elegance and grace. The elegance, that, like, would also, but I think that what happened out.
0: when he rejuvenated his career at Juve, people were yeah. like, wow, that extended it to that much more. Whereas Sadorf, even though was staying consistent, you saw that it was there was that decline where it was, right. you know, it, it, and he it was also
1: stayed at a club where there was a decline. His right? time was like, it was time had was he done. He left more. Milan and maybe gone somewhere else could right. could that have been thought of differently right. and by the right. way guys everybody
0: wants to know why this debate came up is obviously because parallel getting hired as a ua manager and sadorf obviously to this point is at a very uh tough you know, manager tough no manager yeah exactly he was that nobody
1: that's gonna i'm not gonna defend no, that he was at he was talking about
0: it as a- right he was at milan first was he at milan first did he go to yeah. – he went to Milan and then he where, – where did he go? Uh, He's at Botafogo, right, after he played there? Right, right, right. But that, but did, was he in – did he go to EPL? Did he go to uh, an EPL I team? don't believe so. I thought he went to an EPL team. But anyway, again, that's why the debate came up. And obviously it's a good one because, you you know, they're both legends of the game. But I'm still yeah, taking it. Yeah, and on. I know
1: that we talk to a lot of Italians and they're always going to – and I just think sometimes – it's okay to take a step back and realize see, how great somebody was.
0: I don't see. Hey, listen, I understand what you're saying with the Italians. And obviously that's a big thing with me. I'm picking the Italian. But I don't, and, you know, if you ask me. I know like, you
1: don't think that way, but I've had other people say it. And I'm like, you've never even seen Sadorf play. Like, just get <laughs> off my back. Like, I'm not even talking yeah, to you. This, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, like, but and but I what think, I'm saying is and a, when you and I talk, there's an actual debate. And it's like, I, I'm not saying Pirlo's not a legend. Right. He's not an all-time great. I'm just saying. Let's let's really take a look and see how good the other man was. Like let's not what I, what I, let's just throw a shout. But to again, <clears throat> going back, there's players that played like Sadorf,
0: box mm-hmm. to box. Now I'm not saying what they won because again, you can't recreate. It's like a Samuel Eto, dude. You forgot about that because I'll tell you right now, yeah. I was thinking about it and this was, you know, months ago. I was like, is he world class? Would you but then when you think about those stats, you're like, dude, this dude's won a treble with Barca and Inter. Yeah. Which is like unheard of, right? There's so no, you're like absolutely no- world class no, players don't lie right, right. sedorf you have to put that perspective but i feel like when you're with pirlo you've he's ba- he basically reinvented not even reinvented but invented this role of that deep lying midfielder and you know taking the ball through the back line and picking out these passes and and all these things right whereas with Sadorf, i feel like there's midfielders that you can make an argument that were those box to box midfielders that were you know, you know, have this you know, extravagant career that you can put it. I feel like there was more of them, right, as opposed mm-hmm. to what you can compare to Pirlo. Because like I said, and I will take this, you know, uh, you can document it. Pirlo, to me, I can only compare him to Ajavi. I can only think of a player that That's because so he's he re- the-
1: another deep-lying guy, and he's not the same, Patrick Vieira. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Re- but here's with Vieira, right? <laughs> but here's the thing with Vieira, right? It's a right? good one,
1: though, right? It's a yeah, good but
0: one. listen, but listen. I can compare Vieira more to Sadorf because of the battle instinct that he had in but the he middle. Was a deep lying he was midfielder. a
1: deep-lying He was a deep-lying
0: midfielder. He can distribute. But I'm yeah. thinking of now all those epic battles he had with Kino. You know what I'm saying? Like, all those battles that he had because Pirlo didn't – now, Pirlo didn't have to do that because he had Reno, right?
1: Yes.
0: Okay. But And then again, when he was with Juve, he had and Vidal. And he had Seedorf in front of him, and right? He had Se- right. And, if, and you had Vidal when he was at Juve. Right. But like I said, I think there were more that were similar and were at the level of where Seidorf is, whereas Pirlo was just this kind of on his own and island. He was different. Different.
1: And he was unique, and I unique. understand that. But I don't think, and here's my, I don't necessarily think that that takes away from the level of somebody else either. Right. If that makes sense. Like, I, I, know, I, agree. I, agree. I totally I agree. understand it. I agree. Like, but, like, because Patrick Vieira is different, doesn't make him worse. Yeah. If that, if that makes sense. You know right. what I mean? Now,
0: like, there's some people out there that are absolutely, like, killing me because they're the biggest Sador fans, and they're like, dude, are you nuts, like, ever thinking that? Because, again, they just think it from a, like, <clears throat> is what... Here's the question, right? Was Pirlo one-dimensional in terms of, like, he can only play that style? Because, remember... Inter had him in a more of an attacking role, right? And the only style that he was shown to what Pirlo could be. But again, again, I'm not using that as a crutch because what he did there, no, 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 no. He, he invented that role, right? It's an interesting, was Seedorf, it's an interesting point. Could, could Sadorf play like as a right back?
1: Oh, no, probably not.
0: Could Sador play as anywhere play in the midfield?
1: Anywhere in the midfield. Field. He played as a right midfield. So again, before. he wasn't as
0: one dimensional as right. you see what I'm saying? Like that's yeah, another no, no. argument think, on that side.
1: I just think I just think, and I know you know how great he was, but I think it gets lost because of how bad he started as a manager. Yes. How great he actually was as right. a player. Right. And I think people forget that. Like the man was unplayable for large portions of his career. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was phenomenal. Listen, he took and, some he took some crap
0: from the Milanistas, dude. I mean, some yeah. he was taking some crap from them too. So, you know, and again, Maldini took crap with them with the cur, you know, the curve uh mm. you know, the the uh, the Ultras and stuff like that. So, but I mean, those things happened, but I mean, it was a very very good debate. It was a, like you're like sitting there, you're like, "Wait a minute. Like, who would you take in this role?" cuz that's you know, yeah. what I mean, it's 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 difficult. But that was a good one there and you know it was great to get back on Tommy for sure, man. We uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was you know I, nice. we can't go two weeks again, dude, with this. But uh, you know everybody out there, make sure we're staying safe again. And, and it looks like school's coming back in, and I got my season going full throttle, and and we'll uh, see what's going on. But everybody enjoy the game today. Uh, we got PSG and Leipzig, and then mm-hmm. tomorrow Byron and uh, Lyon, and uh, we'll see who's going to be in the final. So what, do you, what else you guys to say, Tommy? Anything else?
1: No, nothing else. I mean, guys, enjoy the games. I'm looking forward to them today. I'm watching the uh, UPA Upamakeno stretching right now. Yeah. So it looks like they're yeah. getting ready to kick off in a few minutes. And yeah. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. This has been awesome. And then the finals on Sunday. So hopefully we should we... get together for the finals. Yeah, let's do it, man. Absolutely. If you're not, no, you have, you have games this weekend or no?
0: Yeah, i gotta, I got to go to Long Island on Saturday, man. But uh, I'll definitely uh, – well, we should get together and watch the games for sure. Yeah. All right. So, all right, Tommy, we'll, we'll see go. you later, dude. Ciao, ciao. Everybody. All right, ciao.